So if you guys want to open your Bibles this morning, uh, we're going to be in James chapter 1. <clears throat> the, my sermon today is titled, The Word of God. And we're actually going to be in the Word of God, learning about the Word of God. Thank you. Um, yeah, the Word of God, it's important. Our Bibles, I actually brought my Bible up here today. It's not, it's too big for this pulpit. It's falling off the side, but I figured it was important for today that I just read out of my Bible. Um, I'm going to probably throw it around and throw it at you guys. And um, I'm just kidding, but, but I just, man, as I prayed about what to talk about uh, today, I felt like God just really called me to just, uh, as most of us are, we're eight days into the new year. How many of you guys are still on your uh, resolution kick? How many of you guys slammed a pepperoni pizza last night and three days behind on your Bible reading plan? It's okay. It's okay. There's still time to, that's the great part about uh, Jesus. He forgives. Still time to get back on the right track, so... Uh, anyway, but just getting into the word of God, because I know a lot of us have started Bible reading plans. I know I started a Bible reading plan uh, this year, and my kids actually were like, Dad and Mom, what are you guys doing? And I said, we're, we're starting a Bible reading plan. And they said, can we join? I said, absolutely. That was kind of the highlight of my week, uh, going into the, the first part of this week was uh, my kids just eager to get involved with uh, reading the Bible with us. So we're doing that together as a family. We're going to try to read the Bible in one year. Uh, we actually fell one day behind last night. So pray for us. We're going to double down today. And we have home group tonight, so extra hard. Um, uh, James chapter 1 just got a word for us this morning uh, about the word of God. <clears throat> and our scripture is important. Uh, because the word of God is important. I hope that you, if you guys are at this church, you guys know that we're a church that cares about the Bible. And I hope most churches are there out there are churches that care about the Bible. Because uh, if you're a church that doesn't care about the Bible, you're not really a church. Um, but even our name verbatim, it's, it's a word that we use to just, it's a def, the definition of verbatim is just word for word. And it's just a play that we're going to be a church that follows this book, the Bible, the word of God, word for word through it. We're going to believe everything in it because it's the word of God. God said it. <clears throat> and so it's an important book. And the word of God is our source of power and life as a Christian. It's our source. It's our go-to. It's got answers. It contains the stories of Jesus. Um, it's our power. It's, it's what we need. It's what we need to, to learn more about Jesus, to be more like Jesus, to find Jesus in the scriptures. <clears throat> but we're going to see in James this morning that that James has a, a message for us that it's not enough just to, to be in your Bibles. It's not enough to just read your Bibles. But the, the key to reading your Bible is to apply it, uh, to be applying it to your lives, to be applying it to your heart, not just letting it go into your ears and then forgetting about it, but actually doing something about it. So as we get started here this morning, uh, we're going to start right in verse 19. You guys, 
Uh, again, James 1, 19 is where we're going to start this morning, but kind of three things we're going to look at in our scripture that's important that, that really I want to focus on this morning is that, uh, one, we need to receive the word, but we also need to apply it and we need to spread it. Those are the three things we're going to see in our message this morning. Uh, so number one, if you guys are note takers, I see all of you guys with pens and paper out there. Uh, we're going to look at what James says about receiving it. We're going to start right in verse 19. <clears throat> I'm not used to having this, so just. So then, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath. For the wrath of man does not produce the righteousness of God. Therefore, lay aside all filthiness and overflow of wickedness and receive with weakness the implanted word, which is able to save your souls. We're going to stop there. That's kind of our, our first three verses here and, and, and what God's got for us this morning. We see that word receive as my computer just decides to reboot itself. Um, and we see that it says, Receive right there. It says right in, uh, it says lay aside all filthiness and overflow of wickedness and receive with meekness the implanted word, which is able to save your souls. Now, a little bit of context for the beginning of James, the first 19 verses that we just skipped over because we don't have time for that this morning. Uh, we do do verse by verse, chapter by chapter on a normal basis. When Terry's here, we go through the book of Luke right now, but, um, I get to do some like topical teaching. So, uh, but just because context matters, uh, I do want to just look at those first 19 verses, the first 18 verses rather, and just uh, give us some context for what James spoke about before this. And, um, and really you can sum it up in verse 13. If you go look, it says, let no one see or let no one say when he is tempted, I am tempted by God. For God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he, himself tempt anyone. And so the beginning of James here is uh, talking about <clears throat> the purpose of our, our, our trials and tribulations and, and where they come from. And, um, and James is saying, if you're blaming God for your problems, knock it off. Um, so if you're somebody this morning blaming God for your problems, uh, verse 13 says pretty clearly, don't, don't, don't blame, uh, don't blame God for that. That's not of God. That temptations happen and there's a reason and God can use these things uh, and turn them into good things. But, but don't blame God for your problems. Knock, knock that off. And so you kind of see that as a buildup to our verse 19 where, where he says, be swift to hear, slow to speak, and slow to anger, slow to wrath. <clears throat> And I think James is saying here, it's almost like a comparison. So he's saying, don't do that, but instead do these things. Be slow to speak, or yeah, be slow to speak, quick to hear, slow to anger. But then you just read this again. I'm just going to read it again. So then my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath. There's no period there. It keeps going. It says, for the wrath of man does not produce the righteousness of God. He's saying these things are not of God. 
and they're gonna distract you. They, they become distractions. You guys have distractions in your life? A few? All the time. That's the problem. Our lives are busy. They're full of distractions. They're full of things that want to keep us away from loving God to the, our fullest, uh, to having that relationship with God. And they're silly things, um, but it happens. And, and these things are of Satan, and Satan doesn't want you to have a relationship with God. He'd, he'd rather tell us that there's other more important things to do, but we have to look past that and say, no, no, this is what matters. And that's what James is saying here. <clears throat> that doesn't produce the righteousness of God. So he says, instead, put these things aside. He said, put, put, put these distractions aside. Put this filthiness aside. Put this sin in your life aside. He doesn't say, I like that he doesn't say, um, absolutely forget about them. He says, put them aside. Because I don't think we can fully ever just forget our, our trials and tribulations. But we can definitely for a moment say, I'm not going to let these things distract me from focusing on the Lord, um, especially when we get into the word of God. And as we apply these first three verses to our life and we lay aside our filthiness, do you guys ever just get into, <clears throat> do you guys ever try to read the Bible and just find that you're super distracted? All the time. I do anyway, all the time. I have to be in the right mindset to read the Bible. It's at least more effective. I can read the Bible, but if I'm, if I haven't <laughs> taken time to just get in the right mindset to pray before I get into the word, uh, to stop and say, okay, God, I'm going to give you my full attention and, and not the other 30,000 things that I've got uh, to do today or, uh, you know, whatever situations that I have to deal with later or, or um, you know, things I'm struggling with. Um, those things are all distractions and they can stop us from really focusing and receiving the word. And that's what our word says this morning. It says, put those things aside and receive the meekness and uh, receive with meekness the implanted word. You have to put those aside so you can receive that. And then it says right at the end of that verse, which is able to save your souls. How many of you guys believe here that the Bible can save your soul? Amen. But I think we have to be in the right state of mind. The Bible can save your soul. But if you come, if there's non-believer out there and man, and they're really, they can put that stuff aside and just read the Bible for what it is and see God's love in it. That's saving souls. They'll read this and they'll be blessed by it. <clears throat> but how often do we just get so caught up in, in other things? How often are we just trying to check that box on our Bible reading plan? where it's like, okay, well, I woke up, I can, you know, I'm barely even awake yet, I haven't had coffee, I got one eye open, I'll just pop open my phone. Okay, I read it, done. You guys think that's really effective in, in <laughs> receiving the word of God? No, it's a dis that's, that's distracting, that's distracting. So we need to be people who are putting aside these things before we read. <clears throat> and I've got a testimony for you from uh, a young person that I got the coolest text message I've ever gotten in the history of youth pastors ever uh, over, over winter break. Uh, and I couldn't do this without sharing this, the story A middle schooler texting me over winter break. It was just like, pastor Tanner, I, I want to be, I want to be closer to God. And right there, it's like, 
amazing. I'm just going to retire. I've done it. There's middle schoolers not only ready to like open up to anybody because they're middle schoolers and they don't want to tell anybody anything. Uh, so they're already just being bold and being like, oh, I'm going to text my youth pastor. That doesn't happen unless they're trying to figure out where the free pizza is or something. But um, so that's just amazing in itself. Like, yes, thank you for texting me and being raw with me. I love that. But then to just be in a place where this middle schooler is going, I want to be closer to God. I want to be closer to God. And I don't know how to do that. I pray and I'm not sure. I'm not sure. It's not working. I, I don't feel closer to God when I pray. Um, is there something else? Is there something you can help me with? I was like, well, there, I don't know. I, I can't really help you with anything. <laughs> Just a nobody. But uh, but we started talking and I said, you know, what's your reading look like? What, you know, what are you reading? And the student just goes, well, I'm, I, I'm not, I'm not really reading. And so I just said, uh, you know, if it was me, I'd start reading the word of God and just kind of saying the same things I'm saying to you, you know, read that word, get into the word. It's, it's how it's, it's one way that we can praise and just get closer to God and grow spiritually <clears throat> and just know what Jesus wants to say to us. It's in this book. These are words for us to receive. It's our, it's, it's amazing. And it was just so cool to, to see the student go, okay, I'm going to, you know, I, I gave him a few examples of where to start. And uh, I, I often just tell people, go start in John. That's a great place to start. But I gave him a few different examples of places where I thought it would be good to start. And I followed up with them this week and just said, how you doing? Is there something, you know, can I pray for you? Are you getting into the word more? Are you feeling closer to God? And just a very simple answer back, but. I've been reading and I feel closer to God. There's your testimony right there, guys, from uh, a seventh grader that, man, it just, it blessed my socks off to be part of that moment. And, and how cool it is that just a seventh grader able to kind of, for this person, I'm trying not to like, because they may or may not be in the room. So I'm trying not to like embarrass them, I'm trying to keep their identity super secret. But, um, but this person just for them, it was putting aside uh, this weirdness of, you know, I'm going to be raw and reach out to my youth pastor because I want to grow. I'm not going to let these things stop me. I'm not going to let the weirdness of texting my, that's, that takes a lot of guts. I'm not sure some of you guys would have the guts to, to text me and ask me something like that. I hope you guys do. I love texts like that, but uh, it takes a lot to, to be able to just humble yourselves and say that to somebody uh, especially a middle schooler because middle schoolers are, think they're just the coolest people in the world. And that some of them are, a lot of them are shout out to the middle schoolers out there. I see you. So, all the middle schoolers are just like, yeah, we're cool. <clears throat> but this first point here, just receiving that word. And if you can set aside those distractions, those worldly things, those things that separate you from God's sin, if you can take a moment to just pray, to just get in the mindset. For me, I like to have some coffee in me, try to get away from my four distractions, which I call my children, um, and be in just a quiet space for a moment. Um, 
repent from your sins. I think that's a big one before we get into the word. Um, that, that this book gives us power. And that's where we need to be. That's where we kind of need to be to receive it this morning. Is, so put away that filthiness and receive that word. <clears throat> it's amazing that we have just the technology that we do to be able to open up our Bible right on our phone. Uh, most Bible apps now will just read it to you, which is amazing. And sometimes I do use that. Sometimes I'll, I'll sit in the car on my way to somewhere and, and just have the, you know, okay, Google, read me the Bible. Um, which is pretty sweet. So we can use that. Uh, we can use that technology, but let's make sure we're in the mindset to to use it, and that we're just not being just kind of lazy or just going through the motions. <clears throat> and that's kind of going to bring me to my next step, uh, or our next part of our scripture here, which just kind of builds on that. <laughs> um. Point number two is uh, we need to be practicing the word. Verse 22 says, but be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. I'm gonna say that again, because that's kind of the bread and butter of our text this morning. Be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word, and not a doer, he is like a man observing his natural face in a mirror. For he observes himself, goes away, and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. But when he looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it, and it is not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this one will be blessed in what he does. And so point number two is practice it. It says, be doers and not just hearers. It's not enough to just read the word. It's not enough to just go through the motions of reading it, but, but to apply it. And what's that look like for us? What's that look like in our lives? <clears throat> that looks like that it's, it's not just something that's going to go in our ears or in our eyes, but it's going to be something that we apply to our heart. It's the words that we're going to take and go, okay, I need to be, I need to be doing these things. And that's where the growth comes in. That's where the spiritual growth comes in. That's where the, you got to take the, this is the action step of the Bible where we have to be practicing this stuff that we're doing. And James uses a really great example um, here of just looking at yourself in a mirror and then forgetting exactly what it is that you just saw. Uh, it even makes more sense when you think about 2,000 years ago, they didn't just have mirrors sitting over their bathroom sinks that they were able to look at. A little bit more of a luxury to look in a mirror back then. You really had to kind of, if you were looking in a mirror, it might be your only chance to look in a mirror for a week or a month or six months. And so you paid attention to what was going on. You know, you, you went, oh, my beard's looking pretty good right now. Or uh, my beard's looking a little bit wild right now. I need to do something about that. I'll let you decide what I said this morning in the mirror. Um, but just to forget, uh, it's, it's a good uh, it's a good analogy. 
that he used to just, uh, it's like, if you're going to just read it and then not do what the, the Bible says, you're just, you're just looking at the mirror and then forgetting it. And it's, that's useless. What, what's the point? What's the point of reading it? <clears throat> I don't, I'm sure this has been said here before, but <laughs> in case it hasn't, do you guys know that Jesus is in every part of the Bible? You can find Jesus in every single part of the Bible. And we need to be people that are reading the word, receiving the word, and then finding that Jesus, and then doing that Jesus. <clears throat> there was a group of people once who read scriptures and didn't get, and didn't, wasn't able to find the Jesus. And unfortunately, these people also not just were hearers, but they saw with their eyes. They're called Pharisees. They're called Pharisees. And, and these people, they were religious leaders. They knew more about the word of God than anybody, but they failed to see the Jesus. They failed to apply the love that this book carries. Uh, everything that this book is, is old Jesus. And they failed to see that part. And they were legalists. And eventually they were the ones that uh, called for Jesus to be crucified on a cross. And I think that's a good analogy for us this morning, that we can't just be people that are looking at these scriptures and not applying them to our lives and saying, <clears throat> where's the Jesus in this? Where's Jesus in, in my scripture this morning? And how can I apply this principle to my life? How can I be more like Jesus? <clears throat> the Pharisees missed the whole point of the Bible. That, it, that it's, it's the love of Jesus in, inside of it. And so I don't want us to turn into Pharisees. Um, let's be finding Jesus and let's be taking whatever it is we see in here and not just seeing it in our heads, but, but putting it into our heart and applying it. And so we get out into the community and, and, uh, and love people and love others and be better because that's where we grow spiritually. That's where you're going to start to reap the benefits of the words of this book is when you can apply them to your everyday life. <clears throat> I mentioned the, the definition of verbatim a little bit ago. Um, the other definition when you just Google it is, uh, is to become a copy or a clone of something. And I like that definition too. Um, and I don't know how many of you guys know this, but this little, uh, this little V on our hat, on our logo, that's supposed to represent this big V being Jesus and this little V being us trying to, trying to be like Jesus. So little, if you guys want to just go tell everybody how we're the coolest church in town, uh, there's, a, there's a selling point for you. Uh, just, you know, again, it's just a logo. I don't care about it. Um, but it's just cool that we're just a church that tries to represent Jesus in what we do and to be able to represent Jesus in what we do. We have to be doers of the word, not just hearers. 
I heard it said this week while I was studying, I think it was Warren Wearsby that said it, but he said, don't just be people uh, that are marking up your Bible, that are highlighting your Bible, but let the Bible mark up you. I was like, amen. Amen. That's a good one. Um, <clears throat> so that's point number two is like, guys, we can't just be, can't just be reading these words. We have to be doing them. We have to be putting them into action. It's action steps. And point number three here is we need to be spreading it or sharing it. The word of God, that's important, guys. That's what we're called to do as Christians, right? Amen? We're supposed to be spreading the gospel to others. We're supposed to be making disciples of other people. We're supposed to be bearing fruit for Jesus. And the last couple uh, verses here, uh, we'll touch on that. Verse 26 says, if anyone among you thinks that he is religious and does not bridle his tongue, but deceives his own heart. This one's religion is useless. Pure and undefiled religion before God and the Father is this, to visit orphans and widows in their trouble and to keep oneself unspotted from the world. Just two verses for my last point here, but they're two pretty powerful verses. The first one we hear this word religion, and as Christians in this age, uh, the word religion, it, it's, it's, a, it's souring to most people this day and age. And I think James does a good job of touching on that here, where he just says, well, I don't want your religion if it's, if it's, if it's from you, if it's man-made. I think that's what we have a problem with uh, when we hear that word religion. We think of all the legalistic things, all the weird stuff that's come into uh, our churches that, that, you know, that's not of Jesus, that's not of God. And goes, we want to have a relationship. But James says it right here. Hey, if this is a, if this is from your mouth, if this is a man-made thing, um, if you don't bridle your tongue and uh, and you, and you're deceiving your heart, I'm, your your religion is useless to me. Um, <clears throat> and then he just goes on to say. Pure religion, real religion is, uh, is, is this action of visiting orphans and widows. Uh, or in other words, 2,000 years later, it's helping people. It's helping people. He specifically mentions orphans and widows, and I'm glad he does. Uh, and I think that was something for his time. I'm not sure that, that you know, issues have changed over years, but those were just two groups of people that were... Uh, that needed help, orphans and widows. They just, people that were alone and struggling. Um, but I think this day and age, that means a lot more people. That can mean a lot more different people groups um, as anything from the homeless to, um, to young women who don't know what to do uh, because they're pregnant, um, anything like that. And we as a church, are supposed to be spreading that message and we're supposed to be helping them. And if pure undefiled religion is helping these groups of people, then we're spreading the word. And I think that's a lot more effective than going out on a street corner and saying, you need Jesus. And hey, that does work sometimes. I'm not dogging people who do that, but I think we can, as a church and as followers of Christ, 
um, when people see our actions, when people see us loving people like Jesus loved people, when people see us um, helping people, when people see us just pouring into others uh, and being selfless, I think that's when people go, what's wrong with these people? They're different in a good way. But it's like, I don't, man, especially in this world, man, nobody wants to help anybody anymore. Um, we, but we're different. We're Christians. We're different. And we're called to spread the word. And I think James gives us a great picture here of what we can do to spread that word this morning. Um, is just be people who can share uh, or who can help, who can sit here and go. And I, I love, I'll just say this. I love that our church does such a great job of doing that. I love that we're getting involved in, in this bottle drive and, and that each month we, we do something to help the community. And I, I pray that we continue to help our community because that's, that's what drives people here. That's what drives people to go, oh, that church, they care about our community. And I'm going to go to them. And, and hopefully one day they wake up and go, I want to be like somebody at that church. I want to be like so-and-so who came to my house uh, or loaded up a, a whole truckload of stuff for Jackson Street Youth Shelter. I want to, I want to be like that church that just gives. Um, man, I just I feel the love coming from that church. I feel... Jesus, I feel the things that Jesus did in that church. And so it's great that we're uh, here being difficult today. <clears throat> so be sharing the gospel, be spreading the word of God in every way you can. And I see our worship team creeping up on us now. Um, <clears throat> So I'll close with this. Um, we got to receive it. We got to practice it. And then we've got to spread it. And those all kind of compound on each other, right? It's kind of natural to just do the next, do the next, do the next. You know, if you're receiving it, uh, good chance you're, you're already starting to practice it. And if you're practicing it, there's a good chance that you want to go out and spread it because that's what the word says to do. And if we're practicing it, then there's a good chance that we already are spreading it. So all three of these things, I kind of tricked you this morning. They're all one and the same, kind of. But, um, but I do think that we can do a better job in each category. And we're each in our own category this morning of like, hey, maybe we need to do a better job of getting into our word. Um, outside of Sunday mornings, man, if you're somebody who just cracks open a Bible Sunday mornings, my encouragement to you is uh, start, start small. Crack open a Bible on Wednesdays too. Wednesdays is a good day. I don't know. Um, jump into a home group. It can be overwhelming to jump into the Bible. There's a lot of pages here. Um, talk to somebody here. Talk to a leader, an elder. Uh, we want to help you guys be in the Word. That's what we're here for this morning is to help one another. We're doing this together. Our mission statement at Verbatim Church is uh, following Jesus in every word. And we do that together. And we can follow Jesus in every word because every word's about Jesus. And so if you believe the Bible is God's word this morning, if, if you're somebody in that category, 
<clears throat> be reading it, be receiving it, be practicing it, and be spreading it. But but not but not because I'm up here telling you to. Not because you feel like it's your duty as a Christian. Um, but do it out of a place of uh, love that you have for Jesus. Do it out of the love you have for Jesus. Do it because Jesus loved us. Do it because you want, you strive to be closer to Jesus. You strive to have that relationship with Jesus. You strive to please Jesus. I'm going to ask my prayer team to come up now. <clears throat> and uh, and if, if, if you're in one of these categories this morning, you're just struggling, getting into the word. Uh, maybe you're struggling applying it. Maybe you just need prayer for something completely different this morning. Guys, we have uh, our prayer team uh, standing by. Um, come get some prayer this morning. Um, and as we close and, and just worship, guys, my encouragement to you, just as we start this new year, is just let's just be a church that's in the word and, and not just in the word, but, but being doers of this word and just showing that community the love of Christ because the love of Christ is in this book. And if we believe it, he said it and that settles it. I'm going to say it again. We'll say it every week this this year. It's my new catchphrase.